Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. On uh, Father's Day, woo! we bring in special guest, John McGill. <laughs> what the fuck is that? McGill. McGill. Right out of the streets of, what is it, Beverly? Beverly, Massachusetts. Beverly, Mass. Oh, boy. Lynch father's ex-father-in-law joining the crew tonight. How's your Father's Day? Outstanding. Great time with the family. Um, playing with the kids, playing with the grandkids, so much fun. And I learned how to play bear die today, and I Ooh. kicked someone's ass. You can swear. You can swear. Swear all you yeah. want. So, you can rip it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Father's Day was good. Um, Did you guys yeah. put a string up for the bear die? No, no, they didn't put it on short. They play, right. they play it like the, like the West Coast, the whole thing where everybody stands up. There's oh, no yeah, yeah. limit on the end of the table. The whole table's like active. It's, a, like, it's a, like the bullshit way. No, but I don't mind fine. it. We, it's, it, it is what it is. My nephew went to Bentley. He learned it school. Smart school. Yeah, they played the. He they, taught us today, and I kicked they, someone's ass. They huh? played. They played the bullshit way. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I still won. Easy peasy. He didn't win. He didn't have many signatures at the at the or Charlie's at the. I house. had more, dude. Are you kidding me? You lived. There. I didn't. Was it like Ben Madigan? I didn't play with my. Wife I never went on the North Carolina side. I didn't see. Do you guys? Uh, yeah, but over like, over under. How many beers have you drank today? On ten. Over. Over. John. John's <laughs> over. <you> guys. <laughs> did, I'm pretty did jealous. Did you pull out any of the uh, the limoncello there or what? There was limoncello. Yeah, but it wasn't the it wasn't the homemade shit. It wasn't no. the good stuff that he was shit okay. on his ass at his when dinner. I was black rehearsal out of, dinner. Black out of the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it wasn't that stuff at all. Fagola, how was your Father's Day? It was good, man. Um, first time as a two timer. Two time. First time as a two timer. Yeah, nothing crazy, man. Um, was up at you know early five thirty. Um, I actually enjoyed like an hour by myself. I had a cup of coffee, watched some Netflix. Nice. And then uh, it was when I got up about seven ish, it was watching Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, he's getting in the mood. So, should have watched Formula yeah, One, no, by it the way. Was, it, what's that? Should have put on the Formula One. So I, I got to tell you something, dude. So I randomly got a text message today from Vet, and he's like, he sent me something. He goes, I hate like Holmes or something. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, oh, sorry, that was for somebody else. You know, it was like, a. I go, you watch, he was, I was a Formula One text. So he watches Formula One all the time. I got three texts from three different people about Formula One after I mentioned it. Really? A week ago. And I, I go, forgot so to much, say it on the last one. 
so I, Mike Shorey talked about how like we need to watch like Formula One for the drive or whatever. And he goes, I'm like, he said it's awesome. He goes, and he texts me back. He's like, dude, it's fucking incredible. So it is. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Right? But it's, it's got to be so difficult once you're in the back. Oh, you to get, yeah. To, to maneuver into position because it's such a windy course and narrow that it's, I don't know, it's, it seems it's very hard difficult. to make passes in, in Formula One. So, like, when you're in the back, you're like they they celebrate getting into the top ten because you get points for your team. So it's just so hard to make passes. That's that's why it's kind of cool. Is like you're doing whatever you can to get points in that system more than more than win. So, Kev, no, no uh, oh, other go than ahead, that, no, sorry, no, I'll just say other than that, we just kind of hung up around the house, um, watched the Open, U.S. Open. Um, didn't do a heck of a lot today, really. Went for a walk up to uh, Long Hill. 101 acres right next to the house. Dude, nice. there's I, I wish I would have sent a nice. I, I took a picture of it. When you get to the top of the hill, there's like a house, right? There's like whatever. Some guy who bought it years ago. He's fucking gazillionaire. Sedgwick. Look up. But there's a house, there's a freaking tree up there. I swear to God, the fucking base of it is tw- like 40 feet in diameter. It's, it's massive. It's an old beech tree. It's an old beech tree. It's gotta be over 200 years old. Oh, I, don't cool. like, I, it, I don't even know how to say like I don't even know how to say how it's that big. That's wild. That is. So other than that, we didn't do shit. Um, besides Drake, John grilled some burgers and dogs on the grill. And Uncle Poison. Uncle Jeff came over. He's the deputy chief of the fire department, so he came over and let Ryan uh, turn the sirens on in the car. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. She was pretty pissed off when we had the leave. Actually, there's a there's a picture of her with her fire chief's hat on. So yeah, I love it. That's I great. said fire chief, hon. Kev, Father's Day. Are you Kev? No, uh, I eluded it for two years, but I finally got the vid, dude. Uh, but I do not feel sick one bit. I'm just doing the responsible thing and not really going out and doing anything. Mm-hmm. So we did not really do much today, uh, but did it even get into the 60s here in Maine today? Cold today. It was brutal. Was it cold down there where you guys are in Mass? Yeah, it was like cold and rainy. It was like we got most of the morning it rained and then like. Brutal. It probably never got over like, it may have got to 60, but it was like kind of like misty raining over the whole day. So. Yeah. I'm sure because uh, everything in Massachusetts is 30 minutes away, but how far are you from where the U.S. Open is? Just say 30 Brookline, minutes. Probably about 30. 45 minutes. Ah, okay. 45, <laughs> nice. Did you have you know any, um, like, John, I, did hey, you have I, any inkling? Did you want to go or did you like look at tickets or anything or? Me? Yeah. No, because my daughter told me she was going to buy me some, but she cheaped out on me. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we found out when we, so John's response last night was we found, we found out like, you know, there were $500 a piece and he goes, well, you guys could have bought two tickets, so Zach and I could have won. <laughs> Definitely could have. Um, I I have to say, back in the day, you did go though, right? Back in '88, um, I had a girlfriend whose mother worked at the Boston Garden, and she ran the Boston Garden. She got me tickets, and we went to that one back in the day. Yeah, I think it was nice. on a Friday though. It was a Friday. But you know what's crazy about that? Like watching watching that that tournament is like. It seems like it's like somewhat out in the country, but then like you see like some of the holes and there's like just fucking like duplexes, like mm-hmm. and, like family homes like behind the greens and shit. And you're like, 
No, it's like legitimately just outside this, like that's outside Boston. So yeah, yeah. Um, we can probably get into it, but do we want to? Do you want to start off everything with talking about the Celtics? Sure. I got, got I got it. some rapid fire. Uh, you got for some rapid fire. Our guests, yeah. All right. All right. Um. Ahead. All right. Ready? Quick answers. Uh, your favorite beer and place to have it. Oh wow. Rapid. Rapid. Let's go. Come on. Don't think. Don't think. My house with my family. Mick Ultra. All right. Uh, a better athlete, your mom or your dad? Oh, my dad. He was an undefeated football team, 1948. Went down to Miami. They uh, they uh, played like a Super Bowl game down in Miami. Beverly High School. Wow. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good story. Uh, yeah. Most valuable possession? My wife and my family. Top, top three favorite athletes of all time. Top three? Hmm? Larry Bird, Ray Bork, and um, Kali Stramski. Uh, drunkest you ever been? <laughs> well, my wife's right there, but my first bachelor party. I was so <laughs> drunk on Zambuca, I couldn't see straight. I woke up with two black guys. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. How's that? All right, I like I that. Can't Last smell Zamb- I can't smell Zambuca right now. <laughs> oh, did, not, the black guys, did the black eyes heal before the wedding? One of them didn't. Nice, all right. <laughs> it was still a little black over here. That's great. Uh, what's you guys, your handicap? You guys, you guys, you guys know clocks in Boston? I don't. The, the bar clocks? No. no, I don't think I've ever been either. We had a twenty, at least a twenty-man brawl inside clocks. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, shit. Things are a little different now. Yeah, now they would be on video and all that bullshit. Oh but, yeah. Uh, what's your handicap? Sixteen. What's your handicap after ten beers? Hundred. <laughs> all right. That's. I, some people get better. Some people get worse. That's all we got. No, if I have too many beers, forget about it. I, well, put it this way. When I usually play, I don't drink the first nine. And if I'm mm. doing well, I'll drink. If I'm not. Interesting. I mean, other way around. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Other way around. Yeah. And if I'm doing well, I don't start drinking. If, I, if I'm shit in the bed, yep. I start drinking. Drink it. Yep. Yep. What can get worse? That's, 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 that's how I roll, too. Um. Real quick, I went and saw Top Gun this week. Anyone else seen it? Oh, my bride saw it. And Fucking incredible. Right? I want to go so bad. I have not eaten anything in the last 48 hours. I'm going to be joining the Navy um, so I can get <laughs> on an airplane. Hey, start flying is, those things. Hey, is there anybody on a heater more than, like, Miles Teller right now? No. Hey, I, I, my wife, can I, can I interject here? Yeah. My wife has a claim to fame. Okay. You know the stunt pilots in those movies? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's friends with one of them. That's pretty fucking awesome. That's pretty badass. She used huh? to work for Northwest Airlines, and what was his name, hun? Bozo. His call sign was Bozo. His call sign was Bozo. Oh, I can... Those guys are nuts. Lloyd, Lloyd Lloyd Abel. He was in the first Top Gun, and she's friends with him. That's, That's cool. pretty awesome. The, uh, that movie is fucking incredible. I'm not, like you're on your edge of the seat, and you didn't think it, I thought better. it was better than the first one. Better you think it's better? You think it's better yeah. than the original? Yeah. No? I don't. I don't even remember the first. To be honest with you. Which one do you like more? Do you like? It came out in '86. Um, flying wise, because of the technology, is two. 
But when it comes to like the when you come back to the day, we were in 1989. So I like the first one was Top Gun with like like Tom Cruise. Okay. Ask her which one has better looking men. Which one's got better looking men? The first one. Oh my god, I was <laughs> at a chub halfway through the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like half my age. The first one was like the Oh first my one. god, Rooster? That thing's got that thing. Oh, he is a smoke. Rooster? Nope, she gave you the Heisman. I She's... What? Listen, when before Val Kilmer got throat cancer and all, he, he, she liked him, him and Tom Cruise. Oh, I see that. I yep. see it was never my friend. Yep. I can see it. Well, if you haven't seen it, go fucking see it. It's awesome. Yeah. Now okay. we can jump into the Celtics. All right. Let's uh listen. Who said the Celtics were winning six? Any of us? Me. I mean, who said the Warriors? Well, I said the Warriors, Warriors were winning, winning six. six. After, game, after game four, I said they won. I Have you said that they were winning seven from the beginning? Five, I said. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you, you picked the Warriors from the beginning. At least that. Yeah. I didn't get any of it right. I think it's like one of those. I just. I really think like like the way the series played out is. The Celtics youth and like uh, inexperience, I think, just like really just showed out. I mean, Jalen Brown had a monster. Jason Tatum was non-existent for most he of the series. He said twenty piece. <laughs> oh man, Tatum was Tatum was he just didn't show up. I mean, I don't know what it was. I mean, he had thirty points in the closing game. The Celtics, the big thing with them, they just they couldn't stop turning the ball over. I think it was like one of those things where they got away with it against Milwaukee and they got away with it against Miami, but Golden State just so seasoned. They got one of the best players in the fucking universe, or, you know, you, you can make an argument Steph's the best player on the planet. Um, and I just think that Celtics inexperience, like really reared its ugly head in this series. Um, I think, I mean, obviously overall it's a pretty good fucking season considering like where they were in like January, but, I think the Celtics could have won this series, but they just there's a lot of like stupid mistakes they made, especially the last three games. It's just like it hampered them, and you, hopefully they can bounce back next year and move forward with it. But it was just uh, I think their inexperience really like showed in the last three games. They definitely need to grow more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I would say the the future is super bright for this team. Like. I still yeah. have all the faith in the world that Tatum just keeps getting better. He has every year got better. Jalen gets better every year. And they like for some reason they just they really struggle in that series, especially turning the ball over. But the future is so bright for Boston. Um they can add a few pieces. Guys that are younger will get better. Derek White was only in the role for a couple months, maybe if that. Peyton Pritchard will get better. Grant Williams will get better. Like those are young guys that will always get better. So I just think that they'll they'll the future is so bright with these guys. So I mean, they got they have everyone like signed next year. Yeah, everyone except for like Luke Cornett, uh, Matt Ryan. I don't even know who this guy's in this team. Don't even know who that is. Yeah. So you think this was like a, a situation with the C's where like they got to the they got to the finals like almost like a year too soon or like two years too soon I, of, like where they probably should have been, and like and like I don't think like anybody's gonna sit here and say like if the Celtics won the series, I don't think nobody would be surprised about it. Yeah. Because as well as they played like from like you know the jan- middle of January on, but 
I, it almost just seems like they just got here like a little bit too early than like what they probably should have. Yeah, I think that Udoka is probably the main reason why they did. I mean, he challenged, he like actually challenged players and they like played better than probably what they even were. And we saw like levels of defense and physicality that were probably better than what they were expected. So now, now it's like, now they have a bullseye on their back. So that's going to be tricky next year, especially coming out of the East where it's loaded. So, um, the, and, and from a coach's perspective, I feel like Yodoko, Yodoko will be right there. Like he'll, he'll challenge us, keep challenging yeah. his guys. So I think they're in a pretty good, pretty good spot for that. But I do think do they were think? a year ahead of where they thought they'd be. What do you think they make for changes though, Shory? Do you think they make any changes, anything drastic? I, I kept like thinking about like I actually like looked online and all that, and it's like they could go out and get like a guy like Ricky Rubio, but then you'd have Derek White, who's a guard, Smart, who's a guard, Pritchard's who's a guard. What if they trade what if they trade Smart? They could trade Smart, but he's under so he's so like he's for like cheap for the next like two or three years. Comparable to like what his output is, right? So like you could trade him, but you still couldn't get a max guy on top of that unless you paid me- mega, you know, infractions to the, the salary cap. But I think that like that's Smart's first year as a point guard. He's just he's got to get better. Like he's like he he was better, and he got better throughout the year. He's just got to get even more better, recognizing like okay, this is not a good shot. This is a good shot. I can push here. I can't push here. We got to find Tatum here. Like we haven't scored three times. Let's get Tatum the fucking ball asap. But with that being said, like I think the biggest issue in this series was Tatum. I thought I didn't think the biggest issue was Tatum. I thought it was more of the guys around uh, off the bench, man. They, like the last three games, they didn't get a bucket off the bench. No, I'm not. Yeah, but he's 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 supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be one of the top dogs, and he's got to be setting the pace. And he didn't even come close to setting the pace. No. But my Tatum, but Tatum was needs, Tatum was Tatum needs, wasn't very good in the series. No, he didn't have a very good series. But that's that's a, like he's young, like. People struggle. Like Steph Curry really struggled in his first finals. Like if you look at his numbers, they're not that great. There's guys that struggle. You just have guys around you that get better. And like Tatum's defense is good. And you forget who he defended like all the way up there. He defended uh, Durant. He defended Butler. Like he had some tough series and the guy's gassed. And you can tell. I think the best series he played was against Brooklyn. And that's not like I'm not like dogging for it. But he like. He locked Durant down in them four games and like scored points. Like, I I I think his best series overall was against Brooklyn. And I'm not taking anything away from him in like the Milwaukee or Miami series. I'm just saying like I think that his best series was against was when he like he shut Durant down. Durant had like one good game, and other than that, Tatum locked his ass up. Yeah, he well he just yeah he had a phenomenal series that that whole That's series. That's what I'm saying. His, like, but... like, I'm not like. I just think that like, I don't think he was bad against Milwaukee. He had a tough two games, I think, and then he had some bad ones against Miami, and then he really struggled against Golden State. But I think that if you have a bench that can give him an extra five minutes of breather, or they can put in buckets, it's not so much pressure on him. Like they they didn't score a in the final three games. Our, our second unit must have scored twenty points. But that's the thing is that that's the one thing I think they need to improve on. The Celtics aren't deep. They're not deep enough. Yeah. It's got like Peyton Pritchard, if he's not making shots, he can't be on the court because he can't play defense. But if he's making shots, he changes the game. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you have to stick him like glue and then Tatum can go by his guy. There's no, there's no help. But they were like letting Grant Williams shoot. They were letting Peyton Pritchard shoot. They were letting Derek White shoot for sure. Um, Where Derek White killed. 
White White had a good series. I like I I was like down on White for a little while, but I think White is. I I like White. I think and he White only played. I was down on him too, and he's and you got to remember he's only played like a month and a half of this team. Like he'll he'll start to and he was he was that's the thing. Both him and Tatum were never like true point guards, and now no. we're asking them to be true point guards where they gotta they are. I mean, I know Tatum will make a make another step to greatness, but those two got to be make another step to being a better point guard. White scored three total points in the final two games. Just an FYI, dude. Disgusting. Really? Yep. Um, do you think that this series by Steph Curry pushes him into like top ten all time greatest players? So yes. I I I was gonna ask you guys where you guys thought Steph fell now. I. Yeah, no, Steph's definitely top ten. Steph, even if he lost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Steph's I, one of my favorite players. So, um, I think I think this is like the first one where he's really done it, like basically yeah. all himself. Like the the team around him is not like what they used to be. Clay's not what he used to be. Draymond's not what he used to be. Like Wiggins stepped up, but like he had that's it. Wiggins the only guy that stepped up. And at the end of the day, Wiggins' stats weren't like astronomically great for a number two guy yeah. uh Steph literally put this team on his back and like he there's just so many moments through the series where if like the Warriors had the lead and the Celtics was starting to push it back Steph would just hit a crazy three just a crazy three to just stop the momentum like dead in the tracks um I, I sent I sent a message out the other day to our group chat and it was um players who have two regular season MVPs and four championships and it was only like six or seven guys and the the six to seven guys are all like all timers, like you know, yeah, like Bill Russell, like Jordan, uh, LeBron, Magic. Kareem, Magic, and Bird wasn't even on the list, you know, because Bird only has three championships. Yeah, so Bird like, only won three, I think. Yeah. yeah, so it's like an insane list, and Steph is now on that list. Like, yeah, he's great. If there was ever a question about it, like this dude is what? one of the greatest of all time. He's changed so the game I, maybe more than anyone too. Do you think there's, and I'm not just saying this. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know what side I'm on. But do you think there's any argument for him being better than LeBron? And the only reason I'm saying that is LeBron's what, like four and six, four and seven in the finals or whatever it is, and Steph's four and one? But he's down with one team. Yeah. I mean, no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, well, that's, that's why I'm asking the question. Like, do you think there's any argument that you, that you could say, okay, I'm going to take Steph over LeBron? I would. You would? I would. I don't know. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put him in the conversation yet. But I, yeah, I do I think if like Steph puts like two or three more good years together, he's got to be in it. So, so you say? Hold on. You say two or three more good years. Does he need to win another finals or just? I would say in like years? the last twenty years, it is LeBron and Steph as the best two players. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Last the 20. argument to, no. to say someone isn't good that. because they lost championships. Like exactly th- the fact that LeBron's made it to what ten championships that it, that alone speaks volumes to me. Like I don't yeah he, the fact that he lost six uh, that sucks that's not great but he's made it to ten. Steph's only so made it to five. On. Yeah, but has he made it to ten with one team? Was he made it to, de- to ten with built three up different teams, teams like right? Super super teams. Three, yeah. I mean, the Cavs team that he won a championship was was probably one of the worst teams to win a championship Not in the last. One, but everything else, I feel like, is like. But sure, you, when you hold on. You say you think that's you said the last twenty years. So do you think that Steph is better than Kobe? I think that one's really close. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that one's really close. 
I think that my whole thing is like, I think that Steph is the, I guess the way to look at this, I think that Steph is the best shooter anybody's ever seen. I think he's, and I think he will be like, I honestly, God, don't think in my lifetime I'll ever see anybody shoot the basketball like Steph Curry does. I think he's on another planet, but I think that like, I think you can make the argument that Kobe's a top five player of all time, but I don't know. I think it's a stretch to say that, that, that Steph is. I think defense is the only thing that separates that. I think defense is the only thing. I think Steph is a top 10 guy, but I don't know. Like if if you're saying like top five guys of all time, I feel like, I feel like saying Steph is top five guy of all time is a stretch where it's not for Kobe. I think you can make the argument. Kobe's like the best player of all time behind like Jordan, which Jordan's Mm. might go but that's just my opinion but i just i don't know i just think kobe was more of a complete player than steph was oh or steph is i should say i would prefer a complete player or when you're talking that type of stuff i mean i mean i don't know you look at larry bird and and granted you're talking different eras and stuff but how clutch was he all the time he shot lights out all the time um but he played defense too he was a big lanky white guy but uh, he, he played both ends of the court, you know. And Steph, like you said, one of the best shooters ever in all time. And But his defense is suspect. Like the, the, like the way I'd look at it, say if you swap Steph's, like, and put Steph on the Lakers team with Shaq, I still think the Lakers would win, like, those championships they won. If you put Kobe on the team, the Warriors team, with, like, Clay and Draymond and Durant, I still think the Warriors win those things as well. You know, I, I don't I- think... I don't think their games changed like the team from winning or losing. I, I think, think the only thing that separates is Kobe's Kobe made twelve All NBA defensive teams. I don't know if Steph's ever made one. I so and I what, what I will say this and I think the difference is I don't think that Golden State loses a sixteen up three one if they swap Kobe and Steph out. I think Kobe fucking buries him. Kobe's got that like fucking killer mentality, and I'm not saying that Steph doesn't. But I think I Steph think, has like, it, man. Like he has it in a different way. It's like I just let smile. Me ask, so let me ask you this: If you swap those, you put Kobe on that sixteen Golden State team. Do you think Golden State finished that series without Draymond, with Kobe instead of Steph? Yeah, because Draymond got suspended, right? And then that's what yeah. the series. Basically. So I'm just saying. So Golden State's up three one, and you put Kobe on that Golden State team, and take Steph out. Does does Golden State finish that series? I think they do. I don't think it's. I don't think it's probably, but I just think that, like you're, it's like you could say, there's one that the Lakers lost to the Celtics. Like, if you put Steph in there, does maybe they win? I don't know. I see. The thing is, like, and like, maybe I'm off on this, and you guys can disagree with me on. But if Kendrick Perkins doesn't get hurt in Game Six of that, oh, was it oh nine or oh ten, whatever it was, the Celtics are gonna win that series. Kendrick Perkins is not a, like that significant of a player, but if Kendrick Perkins doesn't get doesn't get hurt in that fucking series, the Celtics win the title that year. I am oh, well, they very didn't, though, confident. and that has nothing to do with this I just fucking think conversation. That, yeah, I, What's that? The more that I think has about it, to do with this right here. When I even about? said the last twenty years, I said I didn't. I just kind of forgot Kobe. So when I didn't say Kobe, that's just kind of who I forgot. But in reality, they're so close. It's like picking. You know, like, if Steph Curry's on, he's the best player. Like, he is the best offensive player close? ever played in the NBA. That's, I guess on. that's my thing. Is it, are and, they close? You know, it, it, like, earlier in his career, in finals, he actually wasn't that great. So, it's like, so but now if, if he plays like he did this year, then, yeah, he, I think that you're going to have a hard time anyone beating him. Uh, he's just, He can, mm-hmm. like, literally carry a team for 40, 
40 points. And it's not even that. It's like literally watching him on a court where he just runs around so much and you have to like defend him and help with him and like chip him coming off a screen. And like, and he just creates so much separation there. Like golden States and one of the best offensive rebound teams you've ever seen. And it's not because they're big. It's just because that they have to space so much on Steph Curry. You watch mm-hmm. bigs help. They get out of position. The shot goes up from someone else. And like there, he does so much of the game that people don't really see other than, you know, if you're just watching points then, but his movement on the court is unbelievable. If you were going to take, if you were just going to say, I'm going to start a team based on two defensive players, you'd pick Smart and Robert Williams. Like, if you took anyone in the NBA. And there were so many times in the series where Curry just made them look yeah. silly. Yeah. Made them look, because they did not know how to defend him. Like, you give him an inch, dude, and it's it's over. My dad kept asking me, he's like, why is Smart switching with Horford at the end of the game with Steph Curry coming, like, when they were setting a pick and roll, and then Horford ended up on Curry one-on-one? I'm like, he's fucking gassed. He's literally mm. run. He's played 45 minutes, and he's literally ran all of the court nonstop on Steph. It's, remember, Steph took a break, but they kept Smart in because Jordan Poole's a good player, and then Jordan Poole just did the same thing. It's like Smart never got a break. He was literally gassed at the end of the game. That's why he was switching with letting Horford guard him. So it's like Curry, I, if you're asking me to pick one like throughout their whole career, it's probably actually uh, Kobe. But if you're asking me... I just think it's like so close, I guess. I don't yeah, know. It's, Steph has definitely made it close this year. I, yeah. 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 They're so close. Yeah. I don't think it was close before. And Steph yeah. Curry, ha- not anywhere near Kobe on defense, but his defense is so much better than like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Like they say better. he is yoked, like in the gym. Like he is in there nonstop. And like he realized he was just a skinny, scrawny kid and people were taking advantage of him against the Cleveland series and he like committed to, to the gym. So good for him. I want to see if I can find it real quick, dude. Uh, shit, I'm not gonna. Be able to, but it was just talking about the year that Steph had this year. Um, like, it's other than winning the MVP, like he basically did everything else. Like, he um, he won the All Star Game MVP, set the record for the most threes um, in the All Star Game with 16. He became the all time leader for three pointers in a career this year, and then obviously what he just did in the playoffs. Um, so like. Basically, guy did basically everything except for win the actual regular season MVP. So, pretty incredible season for him. Sure. What do you think? Um, what do you think the issue with Tatum was? Because he was. He was I just he think he big. got. I think he that big. he lost his confidence a little bit, and then I think he got gassed. That's that's my honest opinion. I think he's he he is never going to be like a like I said. He's never going to be like a Kobe mentality and Steph's never going to be like a Kobe mentality. Steph, it was kind of, he like likes to have fun out there and play like a kid, like pointing to his finger and getting the crowd going and putting his hands up. And people like used to bash that all the time. Well, Tatum's thing is that he's just Mr. Cool. Like he just runs up and down the court, puts his hands up, does like he's Mr. Cool. He needs to stop bitching. There's no doubt about that, but that's just who he is. And I think that like over the next 10 years, he's going to make people eat their words. Like, I think he's going to be great. So, do you think he's always 100% focused on playing basketball? No. Well, basketball, yeah. Like, I think he's fully committed, but I don't think he's always got, like, you mean, like, bitching about, like, referees and shit? Well, that's one thing. But, and listen, I, I love my kids. I love my grandkids. And don't get me wrong, there's a time and place. But having his kid around 24 7, did that distract him from doing his job? No. I don't think so. Not one bit. 
No. No, not for me. I mean, he's always been around for him since he got in the NBA. That's when he had his baby. So but, I don't think well, so. What do you What do you think you do? Because like, obviously, like for the something to take the next step and like win, Tatum needs to be better because he was he Tatum was a liability for the most part in this series. He wasn't good. The, like uh, he wasn't like Jason like. He he wasn't very good, like so. What do you think he needs to do, or is it just a matter of him like maturing? Yeah, that's mentally? what I would say it is. He needs to mature, but what drives me nuts with him, whether he wants to take the lead and and drive and be the man, but he, he what I'd say fifty percent, sixty percent of the time when he drives the hoop, he's not trying to make the basket. He's driving the hoop to get a foul. Yeah, instead of driving the hoop. And going yeah. to the hole, and if the ha- foul happens, and that affects him all the time because instead of making potentially easy points, he's throwing the ball away and trying to get a foul yeah. instead of going to the basket. And that yeah. I think that's a he, huge. huge I agree. Thing. I agree. And then and then when he doesn't get calls, he he's he's fucked. Pitches. Right. Yeah. And then it affects him on the defensive end. Well, and, and listen, going going back to, I I understand Marcus Smart was the defensive player of the year and he, and he plays tenacious and he does all that stuff, but it makes me throw up in my mouth when I watch him flop all over. It's like, I'm watching. I can't take it. Him and Grant Williams is so disgusting. Yeah. It's listen. It's like, if you watch Tatum bitches, but he doesn't flop at least. Hey, what, what is, what's soccer? The downfall of Western civilization. It seriously (laughs) is. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. There was All so right. much. There's there. I I said it last episode. There's a flopping issue in the NBA, like the Kyle Lowry's of the NBA, uh, the Marcus Smart, the Grant Williams. Um, who did it? Uh, Gary Payton did it a few times. Like when he he held people's arms like three times, and then when they like went to rip it out of him, he like fell over. It was like, what the fuck is going on with these flops? They need to do something about it. Like it's just awful. Oh. I wish mm-hmm. Smart would get fucking. I, I up ref lacrosse. Boom. I ref lacrosse and. I have kids flopping when they get leaned on. They flop down trying to get a push call. And I, I said to a kid like just last week in a playoff game, you flop one more time, I'm going to give you a penalty because this is embarrassing. And he looked it at is. me and said, don't do it. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not going to give you the call, and I'm going to put you in the penalty box for flopping. Good for you. No, nah, it's awful. So I, it's a, There's a flopping issue. And they they gotta figure it out somehow because listen, it's just not, listen, it's not I, basketball. I probably had the best job anyone could ever have. Didn't make a lot of money. I made six dollars and seventy five cents an hour. But in the early eighties, from eighty four to eighty nine, I was a security guard at the Boston Guard. I That's got cool. to watch every I got to watch every home Celtics game and every home Bruins game for all those years. And I'm telling you, watching those guys play basketball. All the time was legit. Well, what was yeah, it? That's cool. It was was it the '86 finals? You ushered Bird off the court. Yeah, if you watch the history of the NBA, my wife gets mad at me when I say this. I'm in the history of the NBA. So with with about two minutes to go in the game, my boss came up to me, this kid Paul Hines, and said, "No matter what you two do, you get Larry Bird off the floor." That's so awesome. So when you watch the history of the NBA and you see the crowd rushing the floor. You see two blue security guys running right behind Larry Bird. I'm one of them. That's awesome. 
That's cool. On, that's on my grandchildren's lives. Yeah. So who that's, so awesome. that, that's cool too. My dad would be dying. Shorty will appreciate this one because what was the one with was there something to the WWE or Hulk Hogan or Mr. T and Hulk Hogan? I asked go to those two. Um, they were doing it when they were a tag team. Uh, they had they went to the what was the club called the Blazing Boards Club, and they went before the match to do a press conference. But when they were done, they had to go back to the locker room. But all the people had already been let in, so they grabbed six guards, uh, two on each side, one in the front, one in the back, and I was the security guard in the front. And it was Mr. T right behind me and Hulk Hogan behind him. And Mr. T ducked down behind you, shorter than I am. So Mr. T might be big and muscular, but he's short. I'm six one, six foot, whatever it is. And he's shorter than me. But he held my shirt and he put his head on my shoulder and ran behind me, going, I'm following you, I'm following you. And he followed me all the way in the locker room. And that's the truth, too. That's cool. <laughs> I've had some great stories from the when I worked at the garden. I can that's imagine. great. Yeah. Sure, sure, he's a big, sure, he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah, oh, baby, speaking of it, we have to frisk everyone who comes in, frisk yeah. everybody who comes in. We've found ice picks, guns, knives, mace. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this stuff this, people bring. Wrestling brings out the greatest people, like a crew that's just <laughs> unbelievable, like people who haven't spent a like dime in like 10 years and they're like walking out of their trailer park and and getting their front row tickets because this is like their their best event yeah, ever it's the best mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um speaking of i did we even i don't think we've ever touched on it but vince mcmahon gonzo um what, what did he do he was uh banging a uh, one of his wrestlers no how old is that guy now he's like 70 something 70 something so give him a boy Man, well, I think he's, he's doing all right. He signed an NDA and gave her like five million dollars to disappear. Is the issue? So what's the what's the issue with him having sex with a wrestler? Is it like I a think contract? That him and his wife still own part of it. Like his is. But is he divorced? No. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a something to for and like. They could like sue him because like if he's having sex with one of his workers and like they he could be putting her in a position to be better wrestler yeah, in a better position. Yeah. Um, so it's just like he stepped down. I don't I didn't really read up a new. I mean, so I, that's like, just my that's the Shory uh, version of it. So yeah, I obviously care. I don't give a shit about it. But I, I think that wrestling could be back because he held on to his superstars. Like Brock Lesnar is a douche. I hate the guy with a passion. And he just wouldn't let him go. Like he just, the guy would show up twice a year and be the champ the whole year. He'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Wrestling, like to me, like though, was has like never been as good as it was like in the like late nineties. Yeah, yeah it's Stone Cold and The Rock. But I mean, that Listen, was that was like it was superstar stuff, and it was fun watching those guys. But when we used to have eighteen men battle royals at the Boston Garden back when I was a security <laughs> guy, that shit was nasty. I mean. I bet. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's like some of the wrestlers back then, like you have Hogan, you have the Ultimate Warrior, Andre the Giants, Macho Man Randy Savage, and like freaking uh, the what's what was the guy that you used to carry the two by four around? Uh, uh, Hacksaw. Hacksaw, Hacksaw Duggan. Jim Duggan, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the like the the uh, Legion of Doom, like the you know, like don't get me wrong, like there was like it was a good time, but like I just feel like I mean, my wife watches, Linda watches it every once in a while, and I'm like, this is. Fucking trash. No, it's bad. Man. Like the attitude era. 
The Attitude Era was the epitome of like WWE, like with the Stone Cold, The Rock, like the Generation X, Triple H, like that was the mm-hmm. the best like WWE in my well, opinion. Now with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H running it, they have a chance to build some superstars and some personalities finally. So maybe but it will get I, a little bit better. Do you think it'll ever be like it was though? No, because they can't like push the limits like they did. They can't push sexual sexuality yeah. like they did. They can't push uh, drinking like they could. Um, so now I don't think they will. But but right now they just can't build a superstar. They're all like 50 years old. <laughs> like the best nights are when the old guys come back. So they need to develop some people. And they've had good talent. So, but they go off to different wrestling because they, they won't let, allow these guys to build their, build up their uh, personality. So they leave. And I don't blame them. Anyways, uh, U.S. Open. Did you guys watch much of it today? I uh I did basically the same thing like watched the final probably back nine of the leaders basically so that's uh, but I watched most of it like the other days so it that was, was a one of those tough course man it? tough course oh. for like not not being long but it's just like it was just built to like not allow them to be long so it was it was pretty it's I always like to see these guys struggle to to break bottom. yeah it was one of those things where. Going into today, you look at the leaderboard, like the top 10 guys, and you're like, there's not a single individual that's on this that I would like have an issue winning. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of times when I watch tournaments, and I'm like, it's like if Bryson or like Pratt, Patrick Reed or like, I don't know, somebody else in there, I'm like, I don't want, I don't care who wins, but I just don't want these fucking assholes in there. Mm-hmm. But like, looking at like this tournament, I was like, there was nobody there. I was like, you know what? Like, I have an issue with them winning. It was a good leaderboard at the top, and it's like I feel like the course is she read her ugly head today. She's like, You guys are gonna fucking earn this shit. And like you look at a guy like Scotty Sheffield. Sheffield was like four under through like eight holes or nine holes. And like then like the back nine, she he got the back yep. nine and the course was just like you gotta go you gotta go fuck yourself because I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your shit right now. Um, uh how much of a PR nightmare would it have been if one of these live golfers had won this? I think it would have been bad. I think I've been really bad too. But I don't think any of them come close. Like DJ was probably the closest, right? But he's probably like he's quite a ways off. He was four over par. It's not, a, it's not a sanctioned event though, so would it really matter? Well, I just think for PR, for like public relations, like just like media and everything, like taking over. I don't. It's not going to affect anything, you know. Yeah, it's nothing like wrong about it. It's just I think it would be bad for like we just we would hear it. We'd hear about it nonstop for like weeks and weeks, and I'm already sick of this live shit. So. Yeah. So, like, in case people didn't know, like, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Englishman, won it. He was, I think, he was uh, six under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Zalatoris had a putt on 18 to tie, like, force a playoff, basically, and he missed it by less I mean, than an inch. It was. Yeah, it was not much at all. Part of the ball must have went over the hole, I would imagine. The edge yeah. of the ball probably went over the hole, yeah. So Fitzpatrick won. Do you think there's ever been a guy who's won a major tournament that's got full-on braces like Matthew Fitzpatrick did? I thought he was younger, dude. He's 27 years old, but he must have uh, finally came into some money mom. and came into some money and put some uh, some braces on his teeth. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's prototypical, right? It's stereotypical because like, most, they say most people from like England and like have like jacked up teeth, teeth. So yeah, yeah. But it was like, 
I had no issue with him winning. I think it was so cool. Like his his it seemed like his parents were there, his brother, very emotional at the end of it. Um You know what I you know what I hated about like the way it ended is that obviously if Zalatoris makes that pot, it'd have been great. But I, I always like it when the guy who's gonna win the tournament is the last person to putt the ball yeah, in on the green. I like I wish Zalatoris would have put his and then I mean if he missed it, then it would have taken away all of the um like suspense right. because he could have two putted, you know, from there, but, or no, he could have one, but it's still, but I yeah, just, but you, I like the fact of, cause like when Fitzpatrick won, when Zalatoris missed it, like he didn't have a reaction. It seemed like he no, just kind of stood no, there. Like you kind of wish he would have when he, when he, when, cause so Fitzpatrick shot, uh, putted first and he had like a foot and a half or whatever mm-hmm. it was left. You kind of wish he would have just marked his ball and let Zalatoris finish out. Yeah. I think he kind of did it. And I mean, it was almost like a gimme for that for for the most part. But I think he almost did it to be like, uh, the pressure's really on. You have to make this putt or it's over. So mm-hmm. I kind of understand why he did it, but I agree with you, Kev. Like, I love seeing guys like the last putt that they make is the one that's like the decided tournament. So you see like the pure raw emotion from him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then on the flip side, say say if uh, say if Fitzpatrick marks his ball a foot and a half away, Zalatoris drills his putt. And then that means that Fitzpatrick has to make his one and a one and a half footer. Like right. that puts that puts pressure on it. Like we saw oh, Scheffler, shoot. we saw Scheffler miss putts at the at the Masters. Um, yeah. Was it Masters? Yeah. yeah when uh, he like three putted there at the end, and because the pressure gets to you. So I mean, I I don't know. I kind of wish they would have played it differently at the end. No, it's definitely one of those. It's it's it, it's cool. Um, and the thing is, like, I hate the fact of like with golf. Like I will watch tournaments the rest of the year, but there's really only one more meaning. Well, maybe two more meaningful tournaments that you get the British open, which mm-hmm. is the most historic golf course in the entire fucking world in St. Andrews. And then you have like the tour championship, but it's like, I feel like for like the casual golfing, like you have like one more tournament left and like, that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately, and that, fortunately it's at the, like, again, like probably the most historic, golf it's the home of golf right it's st andrews scotland it's so tiger's gonna be back tiger already said he like that's why he took the us open off he's gonna get ready for st andrews so um it's 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 gonna be cool but um golf's pretty much over as far as i'm concerned do you watch a shuri i watch formula one oh Uh your boy your boy lefty didn't make the cut so you didn't watch it huh exactly What's up with his beard? Does he wear oh, the true. Does he wear the uh, aviators the entire time? Good question. Hey, so like Mickelson definitely looks like a guy who like just. I haven't seen him golf. Like I didn't see any of the first two days, so then I missed the cut. So I haven't seen him golf in like three years. I feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Phil definitely looks like a guy who like went through a fucking like big time divorce and like just strung out. Right? Yeah, and got like two hundred. He's like shit. He's so much in debt from gambling. He looks like shit. Did he? I didn't see him. Jesus Christ. I did watch Max Verstappen dominate the Canada Grand Prix um, from front to back. He started in the front. Uh, he led the whole way. It's kind of well, it was actually a kind of a boring race. Uh, it's it's a race. Trust me. There's usually a lot of moving and passing, but uh, there was for second and third. Um, yeah. But the Red Bull car. So they work in pairs, obviously. The other Red Bull car blew his engine, so 
Verstappen just just dominated the whole race by himself anyway, so it didn't really matter. But Louis Hamilton, who struggled lately, bounced up into the podium for number three, which is huge because now it's time for him to make his run. So, so I got a question, Kev. I'm not gonna ask Shorty because I think I know he's gonna answer, but so I'm just gonna throw a shot because John, John being the the lacrosse guy that he is, what do you think is more popular in the U.S., Formula One or lacrosse? Formula One. You think it is really? Oh God, have you seen the events? I would probably say that's like six hundred dollars for a ticket to Formula One. Yeah, but how many people actually go to it? It's packed. It's sold out within minutes of going, of it opening. Why? It's dude, crazy. it's awesome. You gotta watch it. Race, dude, racing is awesome. racing is legitimately like the like the boring most boring. I mean, it's NASCAR, an hour long. The biggest. Yeah, but listen, that... you only watch it so you can watch crashes. You're thinking of that? Na- yeah, no, the the crashes are the best part. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> exactly. That's the best listen, part. No. I'm not advocating for lacrosse because I fucking hate it. Hey. Uh, no, I would. Hey. I think lacrosse is like definitely like the youth of America, but like also Formula One is like coming up on NASCAR now. Like it's it's on the NASCAR up. sucks. Yeah, I know, but NASCAR was dominant for years, and now mm-hmm. Formula like One is like you got a you got a sport coming upon another sport like that doesn't matter. Like NASCAR yeah, but doesn't one, matter. Yeah, no doubt, but but also Formula One races in North America twice. Canada, which is the first time since 2019, and it races in America once. So it's not like it's something that we see all the time. It's literally yeah, you're man. watching it over. Do in, they do they mix up where they race in the United States or is it always the same? Yeah, place? so it was in Austin, then it was in Miami, and next year oh. it's in uh, Vegas. Vegas. Do they race on the streets and then like a course yeah. and then the streets? We were supposed no. to have Boston a couple of years ago, but they screwed the pooch. Oh my god, that was sick. So to beware. No, someone was taking. That somebody was, was taking money. They were IndyCar. Formula One, IndyCar, same thing, isn't it? No. No, different. Okay. Um, but Formula One, it's like they'll literally build. The, they'll make so much money if they can get a race the city that they will build the racetrack for that. It's that. Well, they, they were gonna make the racetrack through Boston, the, the uh, uh, seaport, all down through that there and down. And uh, it someone was skimming off the top right from the beginning, and it, it they sold all kinds of tickets, and then they had to give back all kinds of money because someone was screwing the pooch. The, is, Form, is Formula One the ones that actually go on real like streets, roads? Like only over Monte like Carlo. It's the most famous. Monte Carlo. Okay. Monte Carlo. Right. Monte Carlo is and yeah. It, but that's do Formula yourself one? a favor, Kev. Like Google Monte Carlo Formula One and watch. Cause so it's on the ocean and they're yeah. all these yachts back up oh, and they have to pay old. billions of dollars for these slips. It's fucking incredible. So like one half is like in the city and then one half is right on the ocean and it is just beautiful. It's so cool. And like the race car drivers, it's like, you know, that's the Daytona of, of formula one. Like, but it's so in and out of the streets that there's not many places to pass. So the qualifying is enormous there. It's like by far the most important qualifying because where you start is, Typically, right, pretty close to where you finish if you don't crash. Oh, yeah. I just got this picture right here. That's fantastic. Isn't it cool? I'll send it in the group chat. Dude, here. it's they had like they were following uh, Ricardo around on, on, on one of them, and he's like literally on a boat just like driving by the yachts. And next thing you know, Tom Brady's throwing him a football and he's catching it from Tom Brady. And he's like, holy shit. And he's like trying to throw it back to him and can't even reach him. And Brady's just partying on the back of a yacht. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, like, just looking at this course, like, it seems like it'd be impossible to pass. Yeah, it is really hard. 
and like the craziest shit happens like it's because there's two red bulls and there's two they share the same pit crews so like or they share the same pit stop so like a couple years ago the guy from red bull first guy went in then the next guy came in right as he came out they forgot to bring tires for him and he literally lost the race because of it like this is crazy shit that happens but like how the fuck do you forget the tires when you're doing it they like pull them off and they were like and that's you just brutal. see guys sprint into the back, and that's literally lost by like four seconds. But he was in there for ten seconds. What happened to Gola here? I wanted to ask a question, and I wanted Gola yeah. to be here. He went potty. Okay, okay. Um, but um, well, listen, a little sidebar. Listen, all the sports that you talk about, all right? You got to respect as much as it will never be as popular as probably any of the top four major sports. Obviously, not as big as NASCAR, not as big as Formula One, but. Uh, lacrosse is legit because it was oh it's coming no the north american indians invented it and if you look up the history of the uh lacrosse it's actually pretty impressive mm-hmm. it really is um i know he falls asleep when he goes to watch <laughs> when he comes to watch his father-in-law ref a college lacrosse game no he falls asleep what are you talking about i fell asleep at the fucking final four they he falls final. asleep everywhere <laughs> Uh, question, question for Shuri. I know, I know what Zach's answer is. Probably no John's, I, I would guess. But Shuri, would you rather go to this um, Monte Carlo, this Monaco Grand Prix? Would you rather go to that event, or would you rather go to Sundays at the Masters? What? Ooh. Oh my God! This isn't even a fucking. That's. No, I would say just because I'm so new to. I just, I know you like so... golf a lot. Yeah, no, I would go to the Masters, but I am, I mean, this is new to me, and I am starting to love Formula One. Like, think I'm getting like, diehard into it. But then think about the difference of it going be, to. It would be Masters, but. Like, where is Monaco? Like, where is it? Like, by Italy or something? Or is it Italy? I don't even I don't know. know. It's somewhere over there in Europe. So would you rather go on a trip to Europe, or would you rather go to some trip to Georgia? Oh, I would go to uh, Georgia. I'd rather go to Augusta. Fuck Europe. I'm saying the trip comes along with it too, you know. So you, yeah, you're no, over there. What are you doing? You're gonna go to fuck no, like because because you're gonna be in one spot and the cars go zing 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 zing, and you don't see anything. All you see is the car. I would be on Tom Brady's boat. Oh, no, okay. you wouldn't be. But I would. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, whatever it takes. There's no Speaking fun, of like, lacrosse, I gotta shout this out because my boys from from Cape Elizabeth, they're back to back state champions class a by the way not oh. even a fucking third of the size of thornton academy and beat them two years in a row well they actually beat found in the state game but they beat thornton in the in the semis yeah but my boys from cape state champions in football state champions in lacrosse this year back-to-back years for lacrosse that's, that's legit fun. congratulations big yeah. stuff good kids big stuff glad we got that in yeah so, yeah with <laughs> so, that said we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little five well draft tonight. We're gonna do a starting five. What are we doing? I don't think it's a starting five, right? Or is it? What are we doing? Why wouldn't it be? We always do five rounds. That's basically what it means, right? Well, if there's only if if we're doing five positions, well, are we are we doing the football one? I'll do that one. I don't is care. That what we're doing? I did not prep for the dad one. I didn't, that right I didn't prep for anything because nobody fucking made okay. a decision. So let's do the football oh, one. Right let's do the football right. one because that's more off the cuff. But so the question is, you, but the question you, is, is do you guys want to do current or all time? All time. Okay. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, five rounds. We're drafting all-time NFL players on the offensive end. But what we're doing is you're taking one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, and one tight end. So obviously, okay. if uh, if all of us go, three of us go quarterback first round, you can save your quarterback for last round if you wanted to. Just a little. Yeah. You good? Yeah. John, I, I will pick <laughs> pick your number first. You will be picking in the. Da, da, da. This is where I crumple them up too much, and then we have to wait because I can't undo them. You will be picking in the number two spot. Uh, Fagola, you're next on my screen. You will be picking in the dun 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 three spot. Okay. Gav, you and I, you will be picking in the number you one. Those things are tight, dude. Spot. That means JG's at the number one spot. Here we fucking go. Brad Johnson. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny because I'm the only person here that's not a New England fan, but I do like the Tampa Buccaneers, and I think we all agree that he is the greatest to ever do it, and I think it's the most important position, so you got to go Tommy Brady, number one, dude. That's my QB. Let's go. That's pretty easy. Taking Brady Very easy. I mean, there's no other fucking option at number one. There's, there's no, no option. Yeah. So I pick. You pick any quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, and tight end. doesn't matter what order. Just pick whatever you want. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Walter Payton. Ooh. Is he the goat running back to you? Yeah, he's uh, one of the top top picks in running back. I mean, there's tons of good ones, but no, but I'm just saying that if you no Gundy had goat, is he the goat? It's hard because like I like he was before my time or before any of our times except for you, John. So like. Didn't have like the privilege. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't get the privilege to uh, to see that guy play, but I mean, just the couple of highlights I've seen, obviously, and the statistics, it's insane. So sweetness. All right, so I'm I'm getting it out of the way. I think he's the number two guy behind Brady, and I don't think it's I don't think it's close. I think they're the one two in the NFL history. And he not, he may not have the Super Bowls, but I still think he may be the most talented guy ever, the smartest guy in the NFL. I'm gonna say Peyton Manning. Pretty fantastic at uh, doing the games now too. And he's also one of the fucking funniest students. He's ever. funny. I, I like. Oh, he's hilarious. I feel like he used to like it was one. Of, he was one of those guys where like I just wanted to hate him, but then I'm like I can't because he's so he's so fucking good at mm-hmm. everything he does. Yeah. Um. So I'm taking Peyton. Yeah, he's awesome. I will take who I think is the second best player to ever play in the NFL, and that's Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. I don't even think he's the GOAT wide receiver. He's clutch, though. Huh? He was. I, he's not, I don't think he's the GOAT wide receiver. What was Rice, like, really good at? Was he huh? good at, like, running routes across the middle, or was he good at, like, going deep? He was good at He actually could do it all. He was yeah. good at being that. He was good at being better than everybody else in the years. That's about it. 
like I know it's hard to compare him to someone today, but like I, he's not like he's not like a Tyree Kill where he's a burner, right? He's more like no. a yeah. No. He had moves. He he's more like a Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. The he best, can create yeah. separation and and get away from you and mm-hmm. and uh, and his hands were impeccable. Yeah. Uh, my number two pick, I am taking Barry Sanders. Yeah, so so Sanders to me, like I think he's a goat running back. I think I think there's no one uh, that's played football that has like a better highlight tape than Sanders. I think like the the highlights that this dude has, like the Sexy. the misses, it's incredible. Bothers me that he that he uh, retired too soon. Years. Yeah. 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 And I will say that part of that is I I never saw like Peyton play. Um, but Sanders to me was just. God damn it, that guy was just – he was the man. But Dev, you're up. No. No, John's up. No, oh, my goal is up. Goal oh, is goal up. is up. Yeah, goal is up. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm up. I'm going to take who I think was one of the most matchup nightmares in the history of the NFL – I think it's I think Randy Moss may be the best wide receiver of all time. I think he's too fast for talent wise. I agree. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna take Moss. I he just he obviously was a problem like you know off the field a little bit, but that's a yeah. He's like you know Jim Brown, Walter Payton are probably like the two best like statistical or like best year in year out running backs and Barry Sanders is the flashy one. I feel like Moss is the flashy wide receiver. Kev? No, John's up. Oh. Mm. Can't take a running back, John. Can't take a running back. I can't take a running back. I was going to take at, uh, Young. If you want to plan them at... Uh, Steve Young? Others. Yes, Steve Young. Steve Young. I don't hate that pick. Well, I guess I won't be going quarterback for a while. <laughs> Three guys. I don't hate it. I don't so is he the best lefty quarterback of all time? Oh, yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah. Uh, Michael Vick, dude. And he I could mean, run. Vic, Steve Young was underrated. He could run. I feel like that's the thing. It's like Vick was. Flash in the pan. Vick was so good with his feet. And Vick had a cannon yep. for an arm. But I think, like, just, like, overall consistency and, like, just whatever, Steve Young was probably better than he was. Although, Vic was a – Vic was a problem for, like, three or four years. People, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, this is – this is hard for, like, running backs because, um, like, I think he's, like, known as the greatest of all time, but it's way before my time. I'm going to take Jim Brown. Um I don't know, dude. I don't know a lot about the guy. I just know he that he's widely beast, considered dude, yeah, to be an absolute animal. Size so. like this. Yeah. Mm. We'll go Jim Brown. Jim Brown. John, do you want us to give us a scouting report on that guy? Do you remember him? <laughs> you fucking old bastard. Wow. That's hurtful. <laughs> 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 I was thinking of Actually, he's probably even before your time. He's, he's like been... the 60s, right? Yeah, I was young. You were I born was... in the 60s. Yeah, I was born in the 60s. Old bastard. Uh, he he only no, played I mean, from 1957 to 1965, so 
Yeah. So, uh, you so, weren't born for like a no, year. No, I just remember hearing about him and, and stuff like that. But here's a good stat about Jim Brown. What was he famous for besides football? Lacrosse. 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 Yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. Played lacrosse at Syracuse. Yeah, it was a stud. They, they couldn't stop him in lacrosse. And they couldn't stop him in football. Which is pretty cool. I, oh, I wouldn't want to get in his way, that's for sure. F no. Who the hell would? You can swear on this. I know I can. But I don't want to. I'm a gentleman and a Jesus. scholar. Shut the fuck up, Christ John. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's wet. Oh, shit. Who's turning? Yeah, it's me. It's me. Um. I'm going to go with who I think was the biggest nightmare for a wide receiver in the NFL because um, I feel like he could do everything. I'm going Calvin Johnson. I thought you were going to pick him. I thought about it, but I, Megatron, he didn't have a perfect example of Detroit Lions just like fucking fumbling everything. They do. Like, the guy got done because like they were such an inept organization. Yep. Maybe that's why Sam is retired because they suck so bad. All right, so are we um, – is it on me? No, John. Oh, shit. Oh, it's me? Yep. I'm going to go with uh, Herschel Walker. No, you already took a running back. I took one? You got to do two two receivers. You got to go two receivers. Oh, I thought you two running backs. My bad. Two receivers and a tight end. Um, Lynn Swan. Lynn. This team's going to be so fucking old. Yeah, but they're good, man. <laughs> they're old, but they're good. <laughs> he won four Super Bowls. <laughs> John seems going to be like. Did they even pass the football when he played? Is that the forward <laughs> lateral even a bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't two uh, two yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> um. All right. So I'm up. I'm gonna think that which what I I'm biased on this, but I think he's the best tight end to ever walk the planet, and that's Rob Gronkowski. I think he did it all. I think receiving, blocking. I think he's just he's a fucking machine. Gronk is a goat tight end in my opinion, and I'm gonna take him here. I'm gonna pair. I'm gonna pair him up. I'm gonna pair him up with Randy Moss with Peyton Manning. So, y'all. Do you think there's ever been a player in the history of the NFL that you'd rather drink beers with than Rob Gronkowski? No. No. Nah. Hold on, can we can we do so? I, I just thought about Lawrence that. Taylor. You know, oh, him too. <laughs> you wouldn't just drink beer. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot. Hold on, I got I got a uh, I got a little thing I want to add into this. So we're doing all offensive players. Can we do a at the end of it? Each one of us go through and we pick a individual team defense from the history of the NFL as our defense for this team. Like a specific defensive yeah, team? Yeah, so it could like, be like the whatever the fucking 85 Bears. Or the way, because you just... No, nah, that's not the GOAT. I have a GOAT <clears throat> fucking defense, and it's not that. But you know what I mean? Like, or it's a fucking 92 fucking Broncos. I don't know. We'll do it at the end. We'll go through this, and we'll always pick a defense at the end. You guys will go with that or no? Yep. Sure. Uh, All right. I already got mine. Yeah, of course you do, because you're fucking old as shit. You've seen, like, fucking 60s Super Bowl <laughs> I'll I'll tell you right now. Uh, no, no. So, all right. I said Gronk. Who's up? Shorty? Yep. I will take um, my thoughts on the best tight end of all time. And I think Gronk's probably the most dominant tight end of all time for like a five-year run. 
Um, but the best tight end of all time is Tony Gonzalez. Yep. His numbers yeah. are not even they're just just it's gonna take forever for a tight end to even come close. His numbers I, I just are, didn't ask you a question about somebody, but like, is he gonna give it away for somebody else? But uh, so I, I yeah. guess I'll um and then my next one, I'm gonna take wide receiver after that I feel like it's really wide open. I really do. Uh, I'm gonna take the asshole Thrello ones. Because talent-wise, yeah. we know he's a superstar. He's just mm-hmm. he might kill my team. He might just d- destroy my team chemistry. True. <laughs> I feel like Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, Tony Gonzalez seem like such nice people. Yeah, <laughs> good people. Like to, <laughs> to you gotta add that one psycho that just gonna, I, you know, and in the other wide receiver I was picking too was even worse. So, <laughs> Tio, it is. Yeah. We have uh oh no no mind. You guys each have two more picks. Yep. Who's up? You. Ola. Me? Yep. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I got I got what another wide receiver and a running back G. Uh yes. Offense. All right. Um. What do I do here? All right, I'm going to go running back, and I think, like, in the modern era, he may be the most dominant two-way, like, catching, passing running back of all time, and that's LaDainian Tomlinson. He's an absolute fucking machine. I just think that – and I, 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 like, I love LT. I think he's so dominant, but I also loved him, like, listening to him cry like a fucking little baby bitch in, like, 06 and 07. The most pictures. underrated running back of all time. Most He's so underappreciated good. running back of all time. The too. guy he went to he went to TCU. It wasn't like I don't know what it was, but I, I just always just love LT with like with his Chargers uniform and like the fucking like dark dark face shield. He was LT was a beast. Probably um, the greatest fantasy running back of all time. Yeah, he was a fucking <laughs> he monster. He was dude. phenomenal. Just a beast. LT was a beast. Mm-hmm. All right, Johnny, we got uh, you got to do a uh, another wide receiver and a wide receiver. <laughs> this is gonna go with the fucking tight end from like the fucking seventies. Mark Bavaro was the he went to Danvers High School. The kid was a stud. What did he say? He actually was Mark Bavaro. Yeah. You know Jets? the name? No, Giants. Giants won oh, two Giants. Super Bowls with the Giants. Finished up with Philly. So he went to he went to the Notre Dame. So he's he he, great. Hey, they didn't throw the tight end back then, but but if you ask Bill Belichick, he was Belichick, a drunk, Here's a here's a funny story about him. The kid was a monster in high school, a monster, right? They didn't have enough weight in the weight room for him to lift. So his football coach went to the DPW and they had manhole covers bought out so they could fit the weight bar through there. And he was lifting manhole covers in high That's school. Incredible. And if you look at if you look up the uh, when he was on the front page of Sports Illustrated, there's a picture of the his coach pushing a manhole cover on a weight bar in the gym. And it's in Sports Illustrated. Wow. If you ask Bill Belichick who the greatest tight end of all time is, he will say Bavada. Bavada, whatever his name is. But Mark yeah. Yep. Stat wise, he won't be there, but. No, but all around, I think he's a pretty good blocking back and he can yeah. get some shit done for you. Um. All right, I think I'm going to go with who I I honestly think this guy's career is going to be 
better than Gronk. I think the only thing is Super Bowls, and I think that's Travis Kelsey. I think uh, I don't know. That dude's just a fucking absolute animal. He is. Love Kelsey. I like. I like. Kelsey is so goddamn good, but he fucking drives me nuts. Like He's getting up there in age. That's the only thing. He's pretty old because he started college late because he got in so much trouble. And then he came out after five years. So he's he was like 25, 26 almost when he or 24, 25 when he came in the league. So he's like 32 now. So I don't know how much like good years he has left. But I mean, the guy has been so reliable and he stays healthy. Uh, he's been awesome. For Patrick Mahomes, so I mean, he's had a couple of years recently where he's led the league in like receiving yards and catches, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, not yards, but receptions for sure. Receptions, yeah. Beast. But he gets a thousand yards still, like in double-digit touchdowns. He's phenomenal. Catches and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he'll ever be quite as dominant as Gronk, but like the consistency of him is puts him right in the in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we got Tommy Brady throwing to Calvin, Kelsey, and I'm going to throw in, um, maybe one of the best route runners I've ever seen, Larry Fitzgerald. Let's get some weapons. Yeah. I feel like his career, like his career, he's never like, I feel like he's never been the best receiver for a single season, but like over the course of the last, like what, 20 years, how long has this guy been playing? 15 years, maybe like. But career-wise, it's like got to be up there as one of the best. Like I, I agree with you. I think like what Shore just said about Lejane Thomas, he's most, most like underappreciated mm-hmm. running back of all time. I think like Larry Fitzgerald's most underappreciated like number one receiver ever. Has like, he ever had anyone he, other than Warner throw to him really? Because he had Kurt Warner Carson way Palmer, back. Carson Palmer for a few years, but like nothing that's been like mm-hmm. Hall of Fame worthy. Yep. Um. But yeah, no, Fitzgerald's a fucking beast for sure. Like, but I don't think like a lot of people talk about him. Longevity. Yep. He's been yeah, consistent. Classy, pretty classy. consistent. Even when he's not had anyone around him to help him. And yeah, I mean the only guy he's really had around him you think about is like Anquan Bolden, right? Probably for like whatever it was for a few years. But um, he's been the guy in Arizona for years. John. You have uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Not, oh, Jesus. Hmm, let me think. I'm going to take some fucking guy from like the fucking <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs in like the 60s. Right? Uh, no, uh, what was it? Uh, no, he's, he's freaking. Jeez, uh, I can't think right now. Um, I'm going to pick a Dallas Cowboy. Irvin. Michael. Michael Irvin. Okay. Michael Irvin. Yep. Speaking of guys you want to party with. Yeah. <laughs> you can play, bro. Uh, yeah, you gotta have a guy. From, the, a guy. from the U. Yeah. Goal, you got a wide receiver. I got a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Um... Jesus, what do I want to do here? <laughs> Fuck. Do I, I don't know if I want to go like nostalgia with this or like a more recent pick. I'm going to go with 
a more recent pick. And with a guy who I think might is probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. Debo. Nope. No. I'm going with Jamar Chase. Oh. Wow. Wow. I think Jamar Chase is the best wow. receiver. Wow. I thought for sure you were going to say like Devontae Adams. I thought when you said I, Devontae moves, Adams. I was like, dude, I was, I, Adams. So, so the thing is, is like, I think Adams is a fucking monster, but I also think he was a monster with Aaron Rodgers. And like, I really want to see what he does with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Derek Carr, but like, he's not. There's a drastic difference in quarterback play between Aaron yeah. Rodgers and Derek Carr. He doesn't think so. Did he come out and say he doesn't think uh, that? First off, the number one wide receiver in the NFL right now is Cooper Cup. Yes, true. Yes, he, he really is. But it was broke some records this year. He almost he broke some, but I it's like I don't know how he does it. Like I don't feel like he's the fastest. I don't feel like he's the biggest. But he is incredible. Yeah, he's like an Edelman. He gets yeah. it done. Jamar Chase. But though, with Jamar Chase, like, I feel like with Chase, like he can beat the guy deep, but like I also feel like he's one of those guys like if he gets like a yard or two down the middle of the field, and he's just fucking gone. He's got yeah. like, the size and strength to beat somebody over the top, like in in like contention. Oh, not contention. Wide receiver right now has never been better ever. I mean, oh, Devontae Adams, uh, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf's like not even top ten right now, and the guy's an animal. Um, it but it's never been better. No, it's. A- Sure. So I'm gonna go off on a like a little fucking tangent or whatever. Spew off here. Who do the best receiver on the Patriots is right now? Kendrick Bourne. Over nope. Parker and nope. Kendrick Bourne. You think he's the best receiver they have? Kendrick yeah. Bourne. I, I, I think it's Myers, but. Um, do you guys, I think it's you can oh, say any of them. Sure, there's like five of them. All right, we can be what's out there. I'm just asking you. So, who's up next? Troy's got I quarterback. Am, I got quarterback. I could either go Montana or Patrick Mahomes. I am gonna settle with the new guy, Patrick Whoa. Mahomes, and I'm gonna let that ball sling all over the fucking field. <laughs> Did you see, uh, we we talked about this in the last podcast that Tyreek Hill, you know, he's with the Dolphins now. He said he said that 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 Tua is more accurate and probably maybe a better quarterback than. Yeah, he's excited that the ball will be more in his bread basket. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Um, want to add another round for defenses? Yes, we'll do this. I will so, take the eighty-five Bears. Eighty-five Bears, okay. John? Take, no, uh, goal. no, goal is up. Goal is up. It just goes no. back. It's yeah, me? Yeah, snake All right, wars. hold on. I, gotta, I want to verify this, Holland. <laughs> he, he was so confident. You, you want to get the year. I see what you're saying. I can tell you the year. Which team? I think I know who you're going to pick. I'm taking the 01 Ravens. Is it 2000 or 2001? It's, I, well, it's they won the Super Bowl in 2001, I believe. It's the 2000. Yeah. But that the team season. was. Okay. Yeah, that team was really fucking dumb. That defense was so it stupid. It was absurd, but I'm taking the Pittsburgh so Steelers cool. of the 70s. Yeah, that steel curtain. You're not taking steel a steel curtain. You're taking a whole fucking decade. Absolutely. No, they won four Super Bowls in I a know, row. They're freaking I'm, nasty. I'm just fucking wrong. I mean, um, Lambert, Ham, those guys, they would kick ass. 
Kev? Um, I'm going to go. Box. What's that? You think an 03 box? I am going to go with the greatest defense of all time. That is the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Derek Brooks, yes, Rondé Barber. Good, we got John Lynch, Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, and the Super Bowl MVP, Dexter Jackson. Fuck Just it. Jason Seahorn. Come on. The Loaded. last, I believe, defensive player to win the MVP of the Super Bowl. Dexter Jackson? I believe so. Do you think the short? Let me ask you this. No, sorry. The guy from the Seahawks did. My bad. The guy from the random guy from the Seahawks won. Definitely. Sure. So let me ask. It was the year they beat the Broncos, right? That year? Yeah. So we've we've been fortunate. Same with John. Kev, you could give two shits. Um, (laughs) What year of the Patriots would you take their defense? Um, if they won a Super Bowl, the it's for me it's the the one in is it fourteen with Revis and them it's it, it was Patricia as the coach was the defense coordinator and it wasn't as good as it should have been. You give me any other coach that team was fucking loaded. Yeah, I don't know. I I almost think it's the old four Patriots. I was gonna say old with Rodney. That was Rodney's first year. Rodney Seymour, Will Fork, like Frable, Brewski, uh, yeah, Ty Law. That fucking that one's phenomenal. Malloy, no, Malloy wasn't on that team, but, but I they just were legit. yeah, they were legit. They were legit. Yeah. Um, the other defense that I would think about putting all time is I like the uh, the Seahawks from a couple years ago when they had the uh, Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom, man, they were dominant. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that in like 10, 15 years we might? Do you think we'll say anything about this Rams team that just won the defense? No. No. I don't. I don't. I I don't look at that Rams team like I think they were. I think they were very like very good on both sides of the ball. But I don't look at their defense being like they just suffocated teams like some of these some of the ones oh, that we like geez. mentioned. Um, they were very good. I mean, they may have one of the, if not the, like they have a top five, top three defensive player of all time. I think Aaron Donald's that fucking yeah. good. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a goddamn Animal. fucking menace to society. And Von Miller was too, but he's out of his prime. Yeah. Right. The, so, yeah, at the end of the I, day, this Rams team might have a ton of Hall of Famers on the team, but yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm right. Yeah. Even like, Weddle was. Know, like, yeah. So we don't obviously like we don't remember back as long as John does, but like no, I don't want to try to take a shot at you, but like who do you think like from what you remember is the best defensive player that you ever seen? Is it like Alvin Taylor? Is it Alvin Taylor? Taylor is absolutely the, but I mean. Is he the best defensive player? Because he did his own thing. He just pinned back his ears and and killed people. He, yeah, I mean, I mean, who's the most dominant defensive player you think you've ever seen? It probably has to be him. But Jack Lambert is a linebacker. He and Lawrence Hill is a linebacker. He's an outside linebacker. But Jack uh, Lambert was just an absolute animal. He would like break your legs. Like, granted, LT. And he could get away with it. But he, he, I mean, there was some sick pricks back in the day. Not that. They aren't crazy today, but back in the day, they'd purposely try to kill you. I mean, they were just nuts. Like, yeah. do you guys like Shorty and the Kevin? Do you think that like Donald's is the most, the best or most dominant defensive player we've seen? Yeah, Watt had a pretty good run, but um, I probably Donald. Yeah, I, 
The craziest thing about Donald is like the blocking schemes that they that he gets every game. Like he gets doubled every time, and it doesn't matter. Like he can get tripled sometimes, it doesn't matter. He's just. That was like Will Fork. I mean, they do it damn well. I know I said this when we did the draft preview, and I will. I'm going to shout out Shorty again, but I remember like we were talking before the draft, the year Donald got drafted, and we're like going back and forth about the Patriots going to do blah blah blah. And I remember Shorty say. He goes, the best play in this draft, and he goes, I don't even think it's close, is Aaron Donald. I actually had J.J. Watt as number one in his class, too. Um, The only other player that's even close to Aaron Donald for me is Darrell Rivas. And he's not more of a dominant player. It was just like you literally could not throw at him. What about Ed Reed? Ed Reed was – so Ed Reed would make the highlight plays, but a lot of times he got toasted, too, because – he he was jumping routes and trying to he would be you like in the wrong position because you like who's a guy like I feel like got like overlooked from a safety standpoint in the NFL like around this time with like you had Reed and you had Brian Bob Dawkins. Reed. I was gonna say Bob Sanders. Oh, Bob Sanders was dominant for a couple of years. In, like in I the, feel like like you have like you I think everybody like that like the whole like 2005 to 2015 like <laughs> span like you have like Reed and Palomalu and then it was like. But I feel like Bob Sanders was so overlooked. Like I feel like those yeah. Colts teams, when they were like, I don't think he had a long Bob career. Sanders was a fucking machine. I think he didn't. I mean, I don't think he had a very long career. He like no, tore he up his knee. Yeah. Uh, B Doc is my B Doc is my all-time favorite defensive player. That's a non-Patriots player. So Weapon X never swore. Uh, thought he was Wolverine on the field, and that was cool to me. What if you've never player? seen. Hey, so who's who's better, him or uh, Sean Taylor? Oh, Sean Taylor. But Sean Taylor's short career, too. Weapon X, if uh, you want to get a good laugh or, like, a cool-ass video, just go to YouTube and type in Weapon X, Brian Dawkins. It's actually phenomenal. Is there uh, a cool – like, it's, speaking of – we should do this at some point for a starting five and, like, do, like, best nicknames in sports. But, like, mm-hmm. Weapon X is a pretty fucking badass nickname. Yeah. I never even heard it before until now. Me either. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's actually really cool. He Like, I've never seen a player – um actually trance like he could he actually thought he was somebody different like during the game like he would literally be out by the, by himself in the middle of the field sticking his like his fake hands into the grass and like talking to himself and like he was gonna make a play and it, it was just it's so cool and like when he was out there playing he just like said he would turn into somebody different and it was and he did it's great when you google that like there's so many photos I, I just i literally googled weapon x there's so many photos of dawkins with like the wolverine like yeah claws coming out of his yeah. hands he would be on the field like this kev by himself <laughs> and like just looking at himself it was like what is he and like the documentary is like look at this guy like, so look he should be like WWE, then. i know he should be it's awesome and he never swore and he'd be like that's a great god dang hit you got that's a great god dang hit it was awesome and like the thing about b doc too was like just bad i see he had the, the ticket advisor so he seemed so much more intimidating that than was part of it like, his personality. Yeah. I mean, like if you like had a tinted visor and you were on defense, I was like instantly thought like you were way better than you actually may have been. Like guy like B Doc was like probably like pretty accurate in how good he was, but there's a lot of guys I'm like, you're you're fucking savage if you have a tinted visor. Yeah. No doubt. No uh, doubt. That's all I got. You guys got anything else? What'd you think, John? How'd how'd it go, John? Outstanding. A lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We uh, John and I get a scramble tomorrow morning. Oh, how's that gonna go? 
Um, we'll be all right. We'll be John, happy. John, what's your yeah. take? I think we talked about this. What's your take on when is acceptable to start drinking your first alcoholic beverage playing golf? Uh, like what time of the day? Playing golf? Yeah. I mean, I, I might travel to the course with a white Russian, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might, that I answers, might not. That answers it. <laughs> so he probably used that question there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Love it. Um. Yeah, so it'll be, uh, what is it, for the Danvers golf team? Yeah, so my co-worker, who's an ex-student of mine, I believe it or not, well, it's not hard to believe because I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> but there are 12 teachers in the building alone, not counting the whole district, that are ex-students of mine. And one of my wow. phys ed teachers I teach with is the head, head uh, golf coach, and he's running the fundraiser for the golf team and nice. asked me to put in – um, a foursome, and I grabbed Shelly's two cousins and uh, and Zach to be my my foursome. So perfect, good cause, and it's, good a, it's a tough. I've never played the course. It's called the Meadows and Peavy. It's a, it's a newer course, but it's a, it's a pretty difficult course. So I've never played it, so I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck tomorrow, boys. It'll be fun. Bring bring it home. We should. Well, see, yeah, I don't know. The only thing that like sucks about it is, I like I said, the lid is like I wish it was like today or yesterday. Scooby's like so you could be hungover. Mm-hmm. Really want to get after it from yeah. fear standpoint goes. Yeah, you might have to call in sick. Like, yes, like tomorrow, <laughs> like we're gonna have to leave like Beverly. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you're gonna have to drive home. And I like normally like we've been down here before and like we've both been like hungover driving home, and like. I never wanted to like have lid drive, not that because she's a bad driver, but be if the kids act as sad, I'm like shitheads. I don't want to, have to fucking deal with them. So like I always like drive home no matter what because like like if the kids act up, like lid will go back and like hang out with them. So like it's gonna be interesting tomorrow. Like, if does she know home. this? Does she know that's what you? Oh yeah, want? oh yeah, she knows. Okay. There was one that I don't know. Yeah, I think it's right now, man. I don't remember what we did. Like. I don't get hung over to the point very much or like why puke the next morning. There was one morning, like I'm like sitting on like, they have like a big section on their back room and I'm sitting sure. You're like, I don't know if you remember when you were here. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. Yep. And like I'm sitting in the, in the sectional and like, I just get up and I go to the bathroom. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And I just start Selling fucking Buick. like puking rally. Right. Uh. So like we're driving up 95 and I'm like, I like we do this whole thing. We get the kids in the car. We may have only had Ryan. We only had Ryan. And like we're driving up 95, and I can't remember. We don't even get to New Hampshire yet. And I look at Lynn and I go, I'm like, pull over. She goes, You gonna puke? I go, Nope. I go, because Ryan was like fussing. She was like, I want to be out of the car seat. And I was like, I can't fucking deal with this right now because I had to go back and like try to calm her down. I'm like, pull over. I will drive as hungover as I am. You're probably still drunk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'm like, you go deal with a kid right now. I'm like, I can't fucking do it. I just I can't do it. I made the mistake of when I bought my truck, I didn't get like the extended, the big, big back seat. Ooh. So, when, yeah, I know. So when we put the baby seat in the back, the passenger has to sit like eating the dashboard. Uh, so that can never be me. So like if I'm hungover, like Kim was like, oh, I'll drive today. It's Father's Day. I'll drive the the pond. And I was like, well, I can't. I can't. I just can't fit in um, the fucking front. I have to. So real quick, Kev, is this just a week to forget fantasy wise or what? 
It is, dude. I think it's I think it's my first time losing two all year, dude. Is that what about you, Sherlock? What are you gonna do this week? Uh I just I when I Brantley, I was up I was down by point zero zero one to millage and slugging. And that was like the decide of the week. Um and I saw I just checked it right now and Brantley got a hit in like the seventh inning, so I pushed ahead. Um beat beat Millage, sent him the suck it sign. Um I'm gonna go two and oh. Standings are updated, dude. Standings are updated. Okay. Yeah, game's over. Oh, one quick thing I want to say. Inside scoop, I just got it um, from Bedard that um, Cooper Flag is in Colorado trying out for Team USA and the final cuts for the 17 and under team. He's 15, and there's a great chance that he's going to make it. And he dominated, is what I'm told. So, so um, I don't have the breaking news that he's made the team, but I have breaking news that he played really, really well. Um, Speaking awesome. of Bedard, Shuri, are we going to get him on the pod? I would love to. I I, I could, yeah, I'll send him a text. I'll so, ask him. Go, I think Joe, Joe would be great, too. So, Bedard, Andy, this kid by Andy Bedard, was like, we, Shuri was like fucking still swimming around his dad's ball bag, I think. But, like, I true. was like, when he, when Bedard was the guy, he I was eight years old, Kev was probably nine or ten. I'm sure he was actually probably like four or five, but his yeah. father was an assistant coach of the team. Uh, went to Mount Valley High School, uh, ended up going to play college basketball, BC transfer. So he's like, and, and I think in, on our minds, he's a goat from Mount, from Maine in terms yeah. of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's from where we grew up. So that's what that's what. And he might make. No, he so, he's a, a, so he's got a son, and oh, son. so we have. Remember our son the other day. There was a couple of kids from Maine that had got scholarships to Duke. Yep. So, Bedard has a house or whatever in Florida, and his son goes to Montverde Academy. And then, like, so then, like, Flag and his brother transferred to Montverde, and they're basically going to go live with Bedard. It's in Florida. There. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. So, but Bedard, I think to, to us, is the, like, he's the GOAT, right? I mean, yep. maybe, I mean, that's my opinion, but this kid we will, like, we will get Bernard on and ask him about the team and about flag and, and those. But um, from what this kid's beyond special, that's all I know. Uh, it's the the flag Cooper flag is so beyond this, special. This flag kid, I don't I don't know if I, I don't think I told you this. So like Brian Scalabrini, yeah, right. So he's Comcast, Celtics, whatever. Oh. So this fly kid, from my understanding, used to go like every weekend. He used to go down to Massachusetts and he would train with Scalabrini. Oh, well, once a month. Oh, well, once it was it once a month? I thought yeah. it was like every week. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And like so, like during the state championship game, Scalabrini like drove the Bangor or Portland, wherever it was. And they interviewed him, and he's like, and he legitimately said, he's like, this kid is gonna play in the NBA. Like, wow. this kid is that skilled. Get up playing the NBA, which like it may not seem to seem like a big deal to you, John, because like you know you grew you know you grew up in Mass, and like not that there was like a shit ton of kids from Massachusetts where you're a local playing the NBA, but like it's like very rare from anybody from Maine. Like we just don't get the pub, like Maine doesn't get the pub, you know, publicity. So it's like it's it's kind of a big deal. So um, you know, we we've talked about it a couple times about flag getting a scholarship off at Duke. This other kid, JP Estrella, he get Duke in Kansas. So it's it, it's a pretty big deal to uh, sure to talk about. Oh, it's so. impressive, actually. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Some talent coming out of Maine. So 
Um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, Beers Dad Ball. Find us and then uh, subscribe to us uh, on our podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks for the listen. We love you guys. Thanks, John. Peace. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks, guys.